And Diana Me, uh, Princess of Policy, is here. Diana also worked closely with us and with Rush. And Diana, welcome. Well, thank you. It's a somber way to remember a year, but it needs to be done. And you and I have an agreement that we will do everything we can for the rest of our lives to honor the legacy of this great man that we knew so well and loved so much. It is, um, you know, it's stunning that every day, and I'm not kidding, every day, Diana, people are asking, what would Rush think about this? What would Rush think about that? And I think you have the same conclusion that I do. (laughs) We'd like to take a stab at it, but we don't know. True. Well, you and I used to try and predict, as you know, yes. over the years, okay, this big thing happened. What is Rush going to say tomorrow? And you would come pretty damn close very often. But in general, he had such a creative mind that he would bring things together from all kinds of different areas and angles and put them together in such a unique way and so witty and so brevity and so so impressive in his, um, you would remember what he said about everything, that it just was not possible for us ordinary mortals to predict <laughs> this. He was a genius. He absolutely was a genius. And we aren't and so it we couldn't think at that plane yeah and you know what let's talk about something that you and i used to talk about the sponge rush rush could absorb enormous amounts of information now look you are without question one of the people that i admire the most for your ability to absorb a tremendous amount of detail and i know you spend hours and hours studying researching before you arrive at your conclusions. But there was nobody on this planet. And that's the part that was hidden from the public. Yeah. I heard I heard Mayor Rudy Giuliani and Mayor Mr. Mayor, that was just such a wonderful tribute that you gave. Thank you so very much, Mr. Mayor. And 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 Rush considered Mayor Giuliani, of course, one of his close friends. And so thank you for that, Mr. Mayor. It I heard Mayor Giuliani refer to how much Rush worked. I don't think people understand that Rush was a true homebody. He Once right. he left the show, it was okay. He'd take his vacations. He'd go golfing. He'd do that. But for the most part, after the show, Rush went home, and he said that he'd probably take an hour off, and then it was right back in to show prep, preparing for the next day. And he had the ability to absorb so much information. I've never seen anything like it. Have you? No, and the way he could do this also live, spontaneously, on the fly, where news would be breaking or some event would happen, and he would just come out with this, you know, almost cosmic ability to put things together and to then have a reaction that was unique and brilliant and dead on and that held up over time, over years. So that ability, that genius ability came from a lot of, study and thought and it, he enjoyed that as if you remember he relished just 
thinking. And he had, he would say when someone would interrupt him, a caller would interrupt him, he would remind them, I love what I say, and I love hearing myself and, and say it. And I love it. hearing myself say it, yes. <laughs> he, he did. And that, he used to say that uh, passion was infectious. But with him, it was something more than just passion, because there are a lot of people who, who have passion about their ideas. There was just this pure enjoyment of what was coming out of his mouth, of what he thought, and how he he was as much an enjoyer of his wit and wisdom as the rest of us were. And I I want to say there was a similar quote I found when a caller interrupted him, and he said, I'm saying exactly what I mean to say. I loved hearing myself say it because I'm right. I love being right. You would, too, if you knew what it was like. (laughs) (laughs) That is so classic. Rush. Yes, it really is. And those were the lines he would just spontaneously. He was just, as he said, a naturally funny guy. But far more than that. I mean, he had the wisdom and <laughs> love of country that the rest of us, you know, also felt. But to have someone express it so well and so competently over the years, his inspirational quality is the thing that I think all of us felt, you know, shored up and encouraged and, you know, daily for for things that were going wrong in the country, he was just an inveterate, inveterate encourager. And you couldn't help but be encouraged and be happy and say, hey, we've got this after listening to him. Now, Diana, we have to stop for a break. And then I want to talk about the article that's in Fox News today. Okay. Um, but I also just want to give you a memory that I have. I remember walking in his studio one day. The news story had something to do with uh, the skepticism that many Americans had toward believing that mankind, that man, that them driving around in their automobiles were responsible for the global warming calamities that the left was preaching to us were going to end the earth by now. Okay. And so people, and so I walked in and I said, Rush, this is all due to you because you're the only national figure that has actually stood up to this pseudoscience that has explained it in detail to the American people and that have been critical of it and is because of you that, and you can see this division among party lines. And he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he didn't take stock often as to his impact. In fact, that was a question interviewers were typically asked, and he was so focused on what he was going to talk about tomorrow or in the next few minutes, he was not thinking that way of, what is my legacy? I mean, he thought that was sort of a waste of time. He just was going to to do what he needed to do rather than to examine his impact. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. Make sure you keep it here. Catch at Night is next. We're going to return with Diana Mee, who also worked very closely with Rush Limbaugh, as I did. And we're going to talk about an article that was in Fox Today, One Year Without Rush Limbaugh, Five Lessons He Left Us on How to Handle the Left. It couldn't be more timely. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And, of course, we're going to talk about the news of the day because there's plenty of news, and your phone calls will be a part of that, too. Don't go away. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, the fastest one hour in radio. Right back. W-A-B-C Talk Radio 77 New York. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly with you. Night Train. The Commodores. Bring us back. 
I know singing loud, singing proud on the night train. Yeah. Let us get back to our discussion with Diana Mee, who also worked, as I did, closely with Rush Limbaugh. Five lessons he left us on how to handle the left. This is a Fox News article. Diana, can you run through briefly what those five lessons are? Yes, it's a little awkward since I am AKA Diana Alaco, the author of this. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have basically taken out of you. <laughs> I doxed <Right>. you. <laughs> yes. You doxed me, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So I. I am the uh, former editrix of the Limbaugh Letter, as I uh, wear many hats now, but that was my, you know, major enjoyment was working closely with Rush. And I wrote this piece because I reacted to this Biden memo that he put out, his regime put out, uh, called the National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin, which is calling basically any political opposition terrorists. And they warned of the horrors of misleading narratives and myth, dis, and malinformation. And they labeled that MDM, misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. And it reminded me, man, the left has been doing this same thing for for decades. This is exactly what they did when Clinton was president. Uh, if you remember that a KMOX uh, Air Force run one phone interview where Bill Clinton whined to the radio station, after I get off the radio with you, Rush Limbaugh will have three hours to say whatever he wants, and I won't have the opportunity to respond, and there's no truth detector. You won't get on afterwards and say what was true and what wasn't. And so it reminded me that Rush fought the same battles that we are fighting today, the weaponized attacks from the left, they are the same people using the same tactics, and he showed us how to win. And I never want to forget that. There was no sense of defeatism with him for a single day ever. And so I think that is a genuine temptation on our side to look around us and see all the forces arrayed against us and to think, oh, man, this is worse than it's ever been. There's no hope. He wouldn't put up with that for one minute. And so I just recounted five kind of ideas that I know he consistently would tell us. The first one is to know your enemy. He was very focused on making sure people understood the ideological component of of our political opponents, which is the liberalism. What if you have a broad view and understanding of what leftism is, they never change. They are always the same. They always want to silence dissent. You see that with big tech now. And so for Russia's mission, as I say, he, he was attracting the greatest audience so he could charge confiscatory advertising rates. That was and he his, said, his business Right. Mission. And one of the quotes that I love best that for quote one, know your enemy, is this. Rush used to say all the time, I know liberals like I know the, the, the my own every square inch of my glorious body. naked body. <laughs> and that's what he would say. 
And he was right because he did understand them, which made it very easy for him to predict what they would say and do. And so he could then make fun of them immediately because they didn't do anything that surprised him ever. Now, reject the premise. First thing. Reject the premise is the second one. I want to I want to move along through this because our time is running out. But we we reject the premise. What is that, Diana? He always would say that never accept the premise. Whatever the liberals are accusing you of, there is an unstated premise in there. That's what you just reject. You don't accept it and then start arguing with what they're saying as if that puts you on defense. And he never, ever accepted the present, the premise. The most important thing that I said in this piece, use your power. This is, I'm going to read it. The left may appear invincible, but it exerts control based on deception, manipulation, and corruption. The power we have is built on invisible things, truth, joy, common sense, humor, love, gratitude, and faith. These qualities answer to a higher authority, and the left has no counter to them. That, to me, is so important for us to realize, you know, we may not have the levers of power right now, but the left has no counter to what we do have, and I listed them, and I think those are things to hold on to and remember and to fight with those weapons. Have no fear, number four. Right. Because leftists are bullies and they're terrified of fearless, cheerful people, which Rush was one of, and especially when they know they're right. And so that's why he was so gleeful. And that's why I said, don't buy into the temptation to despair. Optimism is an intellectual choice and happy warriors never surrender. And he never did. And the fifth one is stay on offense. He was so frustrated when Republicans would be put on defense because then you've already lost the rhetorical battle. He always stayed on offense. He didn't answer their premises. He said, be relentless. And I say, because the left has no moral foundation, its power is ephemeral. When you fight it, it will deflate like a souffle, as we saw with the Berlin Wall. And that is Russia's model. He laughed at them every day. He took them apart. And he was fearless and bold. And we have the ability to do that. There's no excuse. Rush created us into a community. That's a leftist word. But we are many. He would say that. We are the majority. And he forged those bonds with each other. And we can never forget that. Diana, thank you so much for being with us as uh, we open the program today, remembering Rush Limbaugh. I want to leave you and see whether you have this shared memory. You you and I were there. We were much younger than we are now at Dan's Bake Sale. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what particular do you remember? I remember the fact that this was the largest gathering of conservatives ever in America, that the helicopter showed it was just an incredible uh the incredible amount of people poured in, and not just from America, from all over the world, to yes. take part in this event that, that happened spontaneously on the Rush Limbaugh show because of the Limbaugh yes. letter, which you were, were the editrix of. And, 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 and here's what. It was held in Fort Collins, Colorado. No one could believe afterwards that the place was left completely spotless because all these people yes. picked up after themselves they're responsible. They cleaned up themselves rather than rely on the government to do it. It was amazing and underreported. And I remember something else, and I wonder whether you remember this too. Before Rush was uh, slated to speak, 
there was there were clouds and and a little bit yeah. of drizzle had started and there were rains. Rush flew into that to the speaking podium vis a vis helicopter. Yes. And when the helicopter approached, the sun came out. Yes. That is something that no one would believe, but I was there. I was in the front row. The clouds actually parted. It had been raining all day, and a beam of light came on him as he stepped onto the, the podium. It was an amazing moment, and he was able to greet the crowd. He for, that is who we are. He forged that community of tens of thousands and millions more across this country. We are the people who make America work that he always celebrated. And interestingly enough, we ran in retrospective on the Limbaugh, the anniversary of it, and they have scrubbed every record of that off the internet. UNAC cannot find it. It was run by all the major news at the time, CBS, NBC, they ran major stories on it. You cannot find anything. So, that to me is how they know we are dangerous is because they're trying to silence us, but they won't succeed. Diana, I'm going to leave with this. The last time Rush took a call and it was from someone that asked Rush, Rush, should we panic? Is it time to panic yet? Rush's answer was simple. He said, it will never be time to panic. America is always worth fighting for. Diana, thank you for joining us today. Amen. Thank you, James. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, here with you. Your call's coming up. We're going to touch on a few of the news stories. 800-848-WABC. Uh, Rush Limbaugh will live on forever. Right back. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.